Radio MD. It's time to Ask Dr. Mike. Do you have a question about your health? Dr. Mike can answer your questions. Just email Ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com or call now 877-711-5211. The lines are open. Once again, that is Ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com. Send any question you want. Well, it should be health-related, <laughs> um, but you can be vague, you can be specific, you can give your name, not give your name. I really enjoy this part of the show. Um, you know, for the most part, I, I answer these off the cuff. I mean, I do a little bit of research here and there to kind of formulate an answer, so I'm not rambling. Um, but uh, yeah, send me your questions. Ask Dr. Mike Smith at RadioMD.com. So this next question comes from a listener, Jeannie. Um, she was actually... I guess, on the website at RadioMD.com. And she came across a segment that I did about keeping fish oils fresh. And here's her question. I read from your website the following. If you take fish oil and put it in a bowl, it will get oxidized and begin to stink. I may have said that. All fats are like that. All fats are like that. And have a stability question to them. Yes, that sounds like something I would say, for sure. That's why Dr. Mike, okay, so she must have been reading like a paragraph. That's why Dr. Mike believes that if you're taking an omega-3 supplement, it's important to have additional ingredients to help preserve it. Okay, so Jeannie's read this little statement from RadioMD.com, probably on my Healthy Talk show page, that I believe, you know, you have to have some preservative type natural preservatives with the fish oils to keep them fresh yes genie that is all true now here's genie this is where we really get into her question i was refrigerating my nordic natural omega-3s for a long time and i read that it is not necessary to do that so what do you recommend or do you recommend another supplement brand so i think the confusion is genie that you're so i i mention that if you leave fish oils out or, it, or what sounds like room temperature, they're going to go bad. And here you have a, a really good company, Nordic Natural. They make some great omega-3 products. They're saying you don't even have to refrigerate our products. They're saying that, Jeannie, because they add extra ingredients to preserve it. So it's a good brand. It's a good product. Now, there's no reason to change. And, and the Life Extension fish oil, by the way, is the same thing. You don't have to refrigerate ours. Mine, I keep them in, in my office, and, and it's not refrigerated. Because we have, we have extra ingredients that preserve the freshness of the omega-3s. Um, personally, I do think the two best ingredients to have in addition to the omega-3s um, will be the sesame lignans. Uh, sesame lignans um, have some antioxidant properties to them, um, and they also help to promote the more anti-inflammatory properties you know, of, of the fish oil. And also olive oil is a great one to mix with the omega oils. Olive oil has strong antioxidants, going to prevent the oxidation of the of the fish oil and keep it nice and fresh. So those are the two ingredients that I like to use to keep my fish oil fresh. Olive oil and sesame lignans. Now there's some other ones out there you can do. Um, but if you're taking a, a solid brand like Nordic Naturals and they say you don't have to refrigerate theirs, that's because they also recognize the importance of these additional ingredients to keep the omega-3s fresh. So I don't think there's any reason to switch. Next question comes from Miss Lou. I've been taking, dear Dr. Mike, I've been taking vitamin K2 for my bone health, but last week when I was trying to 
ordered again, the Life Extension website said, and this is a quote from our website, if you are currently taking anticoagulants such as Coumadin, warfarin, please consult with your physician before taking supplemental vitamin K. And I also remember one day listening to your um, show on Radio MD. You also said something like taking vitamin K2 is for those taking blood thinners. But I am taking K2 because I want to make my bones stronger. What exactly is K2 for then? Is it for bone health or for blood health? Okay, I see the confusion here. My statement, Mrs. Liu, that vitamin K2 is for those taking blood thinners, what I meant by that is it's a safe form of vitamin K uh, that people on blood thinners can take. Now remember, there's two forms of vitamin K. There's K1 and there's K2. K1 is involved in blood clotting. K2 is really more involved in how, it, how your body manages calcium. K2 is the vitamin that is needed to bring calcium from the blood into the bones. So it removes calcium from the bloodstream, so that's why it's good for the heart, and it puts it in the bones. So that's why vitamin K2 is also good for the bones. But because vitamin K2 has very little effect, it has a little bit, but very little effect on blood clotting, it is the form, vitamin K2 is the form of vitamin K that people on Coumadin, Warfarin, can take. Now, please talk to your own doctor about that. I'm giving you my opinion based on understanding the science of vitamin K2, right? So vitamin K2 is good for your bones, Mrs. Lou. It is good for your heart because it's managing calcium better. And if you're on a blood thinner, it's one that, one that you can take. Now, the statement from the Life Extension website that mentioned you know, if you're on a blood thinner before you take any form of K, talk to your own doctor. I mean, that's a standard disclaimer. And, and you know, we're always very cautious at Life Extension. Your safety is very important. Um, so, yeah, talk to your doctor. But, but, the, but the thing to understand is that vitamin K2, because it has very little effect on the blood clot cascade, uh, which is what Coumadin is, is preventing um, so that your blood stays thinner, vitamin K2 is something that somebody can take with who's on Coumadin because it's not going to really interfere with what Coumadin is trying to do. That's vitamin K1. Hopefully that, that helped. Now, Miss Lou has a second question here that I didn't see, so let me take a look at this. Um, do vitamins or any other supplements we take deteriorate from time to time? Okay. For instance, I took a glucose support product from October 2013 to help maintain my sugar level. I'm not a diabetic yet, she says, but my mom was. It helped for a while, and a year later, it no longer worked. So I changed to a cinnamon extract, and that worked for a while, but no longer seems to be working. I wonder if I should switch my supplements from time to time. Thanks for your advice, your loyal listener. Oh, I'm sorry, in, in the, in the, the, it's Manny, Manny Lou. So Manny, um, well, that, these are good questions. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways I could answer these questions for you. I mean, you know, you're taking one glucose management product. It works a little bit, doesn't work as much. I mean, you know, I have to ask questions about, okay, what, what, did your diet change? Um, you know, when you first start it, because when people first start taking a product, especially if it's for a very specific reason, like blood pressure or sugar, 
um, the, at, at the beginning of that regimen, they tend to be really into it. So their, their compliance is high. They're taking it every day. They're exercising, but they're trying to eat better and, and they see some good results. But then it gets hard to do that kind of stuff. Sometimes the sustainability of some of these regimens can be tough. So we start to snack a little bit with things we shouldn't be. We're not exercising as much. We're not taking the pill as much. And then, and then we do a blood test and the results aren't as good. I'm not saying that's you, man. I'm not saying that's you, but that's a common scenario. So I have to ask, what happened lifestyle-wise while you were taking that first glucose product? And, and your doctor should ask that. You should, you should look into that. Um, if, if truly nothing changed, you know, and, and, and the product simply just it wasn't working as well, um, first thing I would do before giving up on the product is maybe – Double the dose. I mean, these are natural extracts. That's, that's okay to do. Usually there's a nice dose range, and most products are formulated on the lower end of that. So, you know, up in your dose, even maybe even just every other day up in your dose, that might help. And so you can play around with dosing a little bit. But you're right. Sometimes things um, just change. And I think here's what's so awesome about what you did. You followed up with blood testing. I mean, that's why we want people to follow up with blood testing for this very reason because it's not just with supplements, by the way. Prescription drugs do this too. So following up with supplements is an important way for us to evaluate how a prescription drug's working or not working in a supplement as well. So you're doing the right thing, and if you got to make a switch, you make a switch, but continue to do the blood work to help you make that decision. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. Woo! Woo! Woo!